So hello and welcome to another episode of Drill to Detail and I'm your host Mark Ritman. A few weeks ago you might have noticed a post on my Medium blog about Google Cloud Data Prep, a new data wrangling tool I've been working with in the day job and at home in my own data feeds. So I'm very pleased therefore to rejoin this episode by Will Davis from Trifactor, the vendor who many of you will know and actually who partnered with Google to bring out Cloud Data Prep. So Will, welcome to the show and why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners. Thanks Mark, uh, thanks for having me on the show. It's uh... Great to be able to speak with you today. Yeah, so um, name is Will Davis. I head up uh, product marketing at Trifacta. I've been here for uh, almost four years now, so quite a bit of time. I'm one of the uh, elder statesmen in terms of tenure at the company, and um, have been in the uh, data and analytics space for you know the past ten years. So have been uh, involved in the uh, market anywhere from data infrastructure um, to you know analytics and visualization, and then now with my time at Trifacta, uh, you know, kind of play in between, in between, you know, data platforms and the uh, downstream consumption or or visualization of data. And uh, yeah, happy to talk to you today. Excellent. So looking through your, your LinkedIn profile, as I, I do do when I have guests on here, you, you had quite an interesting um, work history. You worked at Clear Story Data, Green Pump, uh, Good Data and Science. So quite a kind of, uh, I suppose, an interesting set of companies there and all pretty cutting edge as well. Yeah, so I've been, uh, hopefully I don't get pigeonholed in the data, even though it is my area of expertise. But yeah, so um, started my career at uh, Good Data in the data space. Um, you know, at, at the time, Good Data was getting started with the business operations in the U.S. Uh, and had a um, engineering and development team based in the Czech Republic and two different locations. So um, got my start. Um, Good Data was really a software as a service, uh, BI and data warehousing company. And, uh, you know, saw just the struggles that organizations have to, to simply leverage data to make decisions and, and to improve the efficiency of their business. And then um, from there, moved on to um, Greenplum and, uh, you know, headed up the go-to-market that Greenplum had into the big data space. And, you know, the company had been acquired by EMC and then was moving into the parallel processing space with not only their parallel database, but also um, entering into the Hadoop space. So, um, spent a good amount of time there working both with Greenplum as an individual entity, but also with the broader uh, EMC and VMware uh, team. And now that company has spun into what's now called Pivotal, um, which has been um, doing very well. And I think they've pivoted a lot more towards cloud at this point. Uh, then from there, went to Clear Story Data, which was um, you know, a Spark-based cloud uh, data visualization. And, and now they do a little bit of data prep um, in their product. Um, and that was a great experience as well, learning from um, their CEO, Sharmila Mulligan, um, on, you know, launching a company um, and, and a lot about sort of my function, which is in product marketing and marketing. And then from there, um, have been at Trifacta for um, quite some time now. Excellent. Well, I was about to say, maybe introduce what, who Trifactor are and what you do, but I noticed in the uh, you've been over the, all over the press recently, the last couple of days, with uh, your funding round. So why don't you just tell us who Trifactor are and you know what is what what's the funding you've had recently and what's the purpose of that and so on. Yeah. So Trifactor, we um, are a data wrangling company, or um, I think what what is also referred to as self service data preparation or, or data preparation. Um, the, the company was founded out of joint research that was taking place at uh, Stanford and UC Berkeley. So the three founders, uh, Joe Hellerstein is uh, a professor, well-renowned professor in parallel systems and database technology at UC Berkeley. Um, he partnered with one of the experts in data visualizations, Jeffrey Heer, who was a professor at 
uh, Stanford and uh, Jeff was, um, you know, one of the inventors of D3.js, which if you're you know, doing any data visualization um, in the browser, you're probably leveraging D3. Uh, and uh, they had a, a, a PhD student, Sean Candell, who, um, you know, as part of his PhD project came up with um, this uh, prototype called Data Wrangler. And it was a interactive web-based Data cleaning uh, product that um, you know he had uh, brought out during his PhD work at Stanford, and in the matter of a, a few months, that um, that product uh, was accessed by tens of thousands of people and ga- gained a lot of notoriety within the data space. And so then they went on to um, you know raise raise some money from Excel and Greylock, two of the top tier venture capital firms in, in Silicon Valley, and uh, started a company. And so you know Trefacta has really been the commercialization of that uh, joint research that um, uh, Joe, Jeff, and Sean were working on um, and dated back even before um, Data Wrangler, Joe Hellerstein had a project called Potter's Wheel that was um, initially started in, in 1997. And, and the, really fo- the real focus of that was how do you make data cleaning and data preparation, structuring, all the work you need to do to get data ready for any type of analysis, how do you make that more intuitive, more efficient, more efficient and also more interactive. So they were looking at existing um, methods to um, do data preparation, whether it was um, based in code or whether it was based in existing technologies such as ETL, um, and really focused on making a more visual, intuitive, and efficient way to do that. So that's really our focus. And the company, um, you know, upon our initial go-to-market was really focused on the, the big data space. So we, we were primarily focused on the um, Hadoop ecosystem and going to market um, with uh, the leading vendors um, in the Hadoop space, whether it's a Cloudera, Hortonworks, MapR, and, and, and companies such as that. Still a huge focus of our company, but we've continued to expand um, into um, cloud. Um, we have a desktop version that's for free. We have a hosted uh, cloud version as well for smaller team departmental use and, and recognizing that um, you know, the, the needs around data preparation and more efficiency and getting data ready to do something with it um, spans um, across any type of user, any type of data, any type of environment, um, not just the big data world. Um, I think the, the nice thing about starting with big data is because you're, you're, you're tackling the hardest, um, most uh, difficult environments and ecosystems to take on. And so we've taken those learnings, working with some of the world's um, most advanced uh, organizations and how they utilize data in some very large scale, um, you know, Hadoop-based environments, and then are applying those learnings to uh, ongoing development and work uh, and spreading out um, the, the product to uh, different ecosystems. So um, I know you asked about the funding that we had or the announcement we had recently. So we did announce actually yesterday, so I've been um, around the clock the past few weeks, we did announce the round um, of financing uh, $48 million, which um, you know is, is going to be able to fuel us um, to, to accelerate our growth over the next few years. Um, and it was exciting to uh, include it in, in the the round, uh, we did have a number of strategic investors, which um, I think was especially unique with uh, this fundraise. Um, companies such as uh, Ericsson, Deutsche Börse, New York Life, and, and Google um, were, were investors in the round, in addition to some other venture capital and um, private equity firms. Um, but what's nice about the strategics is actually a few of them started as customers. So New York Life, large-scale insurance company, started as a customer of Trifactas and then recognized the opportunity that we were going after and the value that we were creating for, for their team and, and, and actually wanted to move forward uh, with an investment. Uh, same thing happened with 
Deutsche Börse, um, a company based in Germany that manages the stock exchange there. Similar to that, started as a customer, recognized the value of what we're doing and, and the market opportunity and decided to invest. And then the other piece of that was was Google. So Google is a company that you mentioned earlier we've been partnering with and, and have a collaboration around cloud data prep um, with them. And, uh, you know, we, we started that relationship as um, collaborating on a joint product um, that Google was bringing to market within their cloud platform called Google Cloud Data Prep. And, um, you know, through that experience, they also, um, you know, were interested in investing in the company, too, and, and were part of this round of financing. Fantastic. Well, I know from the product marketing people where I work that you must have been pretty busy at the moment with the funding round going on. So, so thanks very much for, um, for coming on. And you mentioned there um, cloud data prep. Now, I want to go into that in a bit more detail later on. But just again, for anybody that hasn't heard of that product, just kind of, I suppose, paint a picture. What is that? Um, and, and how does it relate to the other um, data integration, data, data loading tools that you get with Google Cloud, like, say, Cloud Dataflow and that sort of thing? Yeah, so cloud data prep um, is a product that uh, it's a service that you can um, use through uh, Google Cloud. So it's essentially the ability to access um, data that is in the Google Cloud ecosystem. So uh, the product supports uh, Google Cloud uh, storage, so the file system on Google Cloud. It also uh, supports access to um, BigQuery. So you have the ability to actually um, access um, data that's in Google Cloud, explore uh, data through um, you know Trifacta's interface. So we've essentially embedded the Trifacta interface into the Google Cloud ecosystem. So you're able to actually access, um, explore, and, and start wrangling data within uh, that lives within Google Cloud. And so that that product is is allowing you to sort of, sort of build up a wrangling workflow if you have multitude of data sets that are living within uh, Google Cloud that you want to um, explore, clean, prep, join together and then create some sort of output for doing some analysis, let's say in BigQuery, you'd be able to do that within our product. Um, and then we support uh, Cloud Dataflow as a uh, processing engine. So essentially, you're accessing data through the interface that we've developed and, and have brought to the, cloud ecosystem, the Google Cloud ecosystem, build up a, a workflow of transformations that you want to apply to that data. And then that, those set of transformations will run an infinitely scalable job through uh, Cloud Dataflow on Google Cloud. And then we'll be able to output to um, cloud storage or, or BigQuery. So it's essentially um, a more visual, more intuitive way to clean and prepare data within the Google Cloud ecosystem. Yeah, I mean, I use it every day at home as well in my spare time, which I always think is a, a great endorsement of a product, really, if you do it, use it voluntarily. And the great thing is that you know, every job you run, it just effectively, the charging is, is just charged on the, the data flow jobs you run in the background, um, and it interfaces with BigQuery. It's about the only tool I, I've, I can see around that's easy to use that links in with that. So it's, it's a really easy tool to use and quite pleasurable, really. Yeah, so how's your experience been with using the tool? I'd love to, to hear about it. It's been good, yeah. I mean, I've been using it to to bring in feeds from things like Strava, um, bringing in feeds from all different places, really. Um, and uh, I suppose, sort of, I suppose, uh, we'll get into this later on, but but actually making sure the data is um, uh, standardised. When it's things like kind of, um, I suppose, fitness feeds, you've got things like maybe weight readings that don't have a reading every day. And so you're doing things like oh, filling, yeah. in, filling in the gaps between data and then doing things like uh, rolling up to the month and then looking at what the change month on month is. I mean, it's been brilliant. I've, I, and that's the reason I was quite keen to get you guys on board because it's uh, on this on this show because it's a tool I use every day. So, um, you know, I'm very impressed with it. Great. Yeah. I always love to hear um, 
what types of data um, customers are using and, and and how they're leveraging the tool. So it's great to be able to hear your experience yeah. and, and and even more, even better that you're actually enjoying it too, which yes, is always good. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll talk later on about that because I think it's it's an interesting tool and it'd be interesting to see where it's going and, and so on. But I mean, looking at data preparation as a as a as a as an industry or as a sort of a, a market sector. I mean, this seems to come out of nowhere in the last couple of years. And prior to that, it was. Just enterprise ETL tools, but there was no tooling, I suppose, that suited, um, I suppose, more power users, more business users. I mean, what led what led to the idea of this, and and what market niche does it serve, and what user persona does it serve? Yeah, it's it's funny. We we have a lot of conversations with um, companies. So the the first few years at Trifacta, we were really focused on evangelizing what data wrangling or data preparation. Mm is or, or, or it is today or was mm. at the time and a lot of the questions were, were around oh you're just an etl tool or your self-service yeah. etl and and mm. so it took a lot of work to to sort of build the category or create the category and also create clarity within the market of mm. what we were trying to do or what tools or vendors in this space were really trying to do um and i think they're because you know when you have technology trends and and then you know data prep becomes this mm. hot thing and then every vendor claims they do data prep yeah it's yeah not- yeah yeah and there was a general awareness that in in data science work and that sort of thing a lot of the work a lot of the time went in preparing the data so so i think that there was there was a kind of a um a niche there to be filled but but certainly you know it, it was a market dominated by etl or scripting wasn't it really yeah no so so you know our focus is really um we want to go after the people that know the data best um that, to do this work so i think if you look at ETL technologies and um, how that process works within an organization, essentially you have some um, business person who has requirements around some data that they want to analyze or, or um, some end dashboard that they want to uh, be able to develop. And they essentially have to go to their IT or ETL developer with a set of requirements, hand them over, and then have that person, when they find the time, implement um, that that um, that tra- those transformations and then build a data mart or build some sort of end analysis that they can access. And, and there was just so much broken within that um, sort of handoff and process organizationally that, you know, we saw a huge need. Analysts, uh, data scientists, um, data engineers, or even, you know, business people that, you know, are data savvy, that understand how to use Excel or Tableau or tools like this, um, that wanted to be able to explore, prepare, and bring together data themselves and do it in a very intuitive, efficient, and visual manner. And, you know, the the use cases you were talking about earlier in terms of recognizing um, nulls in your data or data quality issues, and to be able to do that really quickly and easily in a visual interface, we saw a huge need in the market for that. So I think, um, you know, the way we differentiate from, you know, legacy or traditional technologies would be, you know, one, that our users are different. So that's probably the biggest difference. The, the, The people that are using data prep or using uh, Trifacta are not going to typically be um, your your ETL developer. They're going to be data analysts. A more self service vision for how this work is done that sort of broadens this bottleneck that organizations face, where you have only a few few people um, doing the data prep work. We want to sort of broaden that out and reduce this eighty percent um, stat that we use a lot. That eighty percent of any analysis is, is spent on data preparation. And you know the other piece of this is also the data is different. So if you look at um, the data today that's coming in, it's it's you know multi-structured, you, you can't under, you can't um, sort of 
um, manage the schema. So you're sort of taking in data from outside sources and it's always um, different. It's always coming in a different structure and it's more diverse. So you're handling data from all sorts of different files, databases, APIs, different maybe third-party sources as well. And so the ability to quickly understand what's in that data and gain context for it so you, you can then define how it can be leveraged for analysis is really critical. And that's one of the things that uh, we focus on a lot. We, we, we call this we have an internal name for a use case that we, we think about as this concept of data onboarding, sort of taking external or unfamiliar data, cracking it open in trifecta, and then setting up rules of how you want to prepare that data or, or blend it together with other data sets that um, you might want to use um, downstream for analysis. And I think the other thing that's really different today is that the speed of, of business and the speed of how you need to react to data is just so much faster than it was maybe um, 10, five years ago. And so, you know, organizations are prioritizing speed and, and they're doing that in any means necessary. And that's essentially what our tool is developed for is we're trying to make the process of taking something that's raw or diverse and, and putting it in some sort of standardized format that you can then um, you know, use for data visualization, use for machine learning or use for data science down, downstream. Yeah, so I guess I guess data lakes and startups and all those kind of you know use cases and companies and so on are where the obvious kind of uses this would be. But I suppose the other thing is is the rise of the idea of data engineers who who want to code everything themselves. I mean, is that something that is that is that is that a kind of a competitor to your mind? Is that idea a competitor to what you're doing, or is it complementary? I mean, what's your view on data engineering in that sort of area? Yeah, I think I think we see. Um, the role of the data engineer becoming more critical within the organization. And we do see use cases in, in, uh, of Trifacta for them. I think the one thing we differentiate um, uh, or how we view data engineers, it'd actually be interesting to get your input on that, is I think we view data engineers as uh, individuals within organizations that um, move big blocks around, whether it's systems, whether it's big databases, or or, or, um, or even, you know, um, data sources move those big blocks around and then provision data, provision systems so that end users can can um, have self-service access to them. You know, in a lot of cases, data engineers will um, need to do some provisioning of data into a certain format that their end users can leverage. So there might be some initial cleaning or preparation that then they can provide to their teams that then their teams can go on and, and begin using and, 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 you know, doing their, their work in a self-service fashion. Um, but, you know, I, I think that it, it depends case by case and organization by organization, the skill set um, of the team that they're working with. But I think the biggest differentiation is would be that the um, data engineers are the ones that are, handling large-scale systems or large-scale databases or large-scale system and provisioning all of that so that end users can have access to that. So, you know, a lot of cases we do have data engineers using our technology. We love that. I mean, we're not trying to say that uh, we don't want them to use it. We, 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 we see definitely use cases and value for them, and they, and they see it as well. Um, but, you know, moving those, those sort of provision data into something that's, that's, that's going to be useful downstream is, is probably more where you'll see our, your, you'll see our sweet spot with um, the, the end users of the, of the data that, that's, that the data engineers are provisioning. Yeah, Does that I mean, make sense at all? Yeah, I mean, I mean to take my, my, my kind of use case where I work at the moment, Qubit. I mean, I as a as a product manager, a technical product manager, I would be I would use uh, cloud data prep to maybe do something that's more tactical or more being driven by business requirements 
or maybe it's to do with a new custom coming on board and we're bringing a port we're bringing on some new files from them that it's a more of a kind of one-off job really where we want to be using BigQuery and uh, and cloud data flow in the background but we don't necessarily want to be coding it and so on whereas the engineers would be more likely to use I don't know airflow or something or, or something like that or, or data data flow itself building something that's more of a kind of I suppose an engineering requirement that is going to last for a long time and so on I mean it's so it's more I suppose tactical and business focused versus uh, you know engineering focused and, and maybe a system that's going around for a while really. Yeah, it, it's interesting you say that because I think our our, um, our focus initially has really been those ad hoc exploratory yes. types of use cases, right? And one of the things we are looking to really um, not only um, develop in the product more effectively, but also evangelize more um, in terms of something that we um, view as as a as a um, something we can handle is the operationalization of mm. workflows. So mm. um, it's it funny that you said, "Hey, we." I view uh, Trifactor or Cloud Data Prep as this ad hoc exploratory type of thing, and, and you know um, that's exactly what what um, you know we get used for a lot. But we also want to make sure that once you actually define a workflow or define some some um, job that is really valuable for your organization that you can actually set that on a schedule and you can parameterize that you can um, version that you can get monitoring and alerting on that you can get performance um, statistics on how those jobs run so sort of the heart the enterprise hardening and operationalization of um, transformation workflows is definitely something that we want to be able to take on um, beyond just the ad hoc nature of, of, of our technology as well yeah definitely i mean i actually do use your product use to a schedule uh, at home so that for my own data flows my own kind of aggregation of data putting it into a fact table you're doing things like that i actually use a scheduling feature to run that i think it runs every overnight or every kind of few hours or whatever so yes that is there as well really um i, I guess probably uh, and in fact i've got one of the most fairly complex kind of uh, i suppose workflow there where it has multiple steps going in there each bit then aggregates to another bit as well. I mean, coming from my background, I understand that, but certainly it can do that as well. Um, and, and the fact that it can interface in with, with cloud storage is useful as well. I mean, it's a good product. It's a good product for, you know, and especially the way it's kind of charged for, the fact that it's only charged at the, at the cost of the data flow job underneath it is, is fantastic, really. Yeah, I mean, we, we during the, the private beta and public beta with cloud data prep, we wanted to make sure that we were um, pricing for uh, mass adoption and, um, and you know, making sure that we get feedback and get people using the technology, and so far that's been tremendous. And I guess that's how the um, the whole genesis of this conversation started, right? I saw your blog and reached out, and I'm glad glad we're here today. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. But but one thing I'm conscious of though is you're more than just cloud data prep, and I think it's it's what also got me interested was was I knew of your company name beforehand, and I knew obviously knew of the market before, and you know, looking at what you do and your products beyond that. Um, yeah, it's interesting to think what are your differentiators and what other kind of product areas you work in as well. I mean, just for, for, for the benefit of the listeners, yeah, what, what are the, I suppose, the, the unique differentiators for Trifactor's technology compared to the competition? I mean, things like the, the pluggable engine, that sort of thing. Yeah, how, how does it work really? Yeah, so I, I would start with architecture um, is, is one thing. It, you talk about um, cloud data prep and why Google selected Trifacta mm. and started with architecture. So um, one of the unique things in our architecture is we are abstracting the logic you're generating in the application. So when you're building um, wrangling recipes and, and different transformation steps, um, that gets abstracted into our own language, which is called Wrangle. It's a you know, domain-specific language for data transformation. And so that um, the interface, the language, are consistent across any environment 
Um, so you can, you know, use Trifecta on your desktop running um, against, um, you know, a single, um, you know, desktop machine. You can you can run Trifecta in a completely parallel environment. Um, and the interface, the workflow, the logic you're you're creating as part of that, um, as part of using the product is completely consistent and we just are able to plug into different environments depending upon where your data resides or depending upon where you're you're you're, you're using the product so um, the same uh, recipe or workflow you generate um, using our free products in Wrangler um, would be completely transferable to using um, in an infinitely scalable environment on cloud data flow and so that's one of the unique um, aspects of our architecture and it was a it was um, one of the compelling points when when mm. Google was evaluating different um, data preparation and ETL um, providers to partner with around this cloud data prep product is they saw that our architecture was so unique and that it fits so well into the Google Cloud ecosystem and we were able to simply plug into cloud storage BigQuery and Dataflow so so seamlessly and quickly that it was a huge differentiator for us so um, I would say architecture is definitely um, one of the key elements of that and we're able to take recipes and run them on a desktop using our own Photon Engine or in Amazon mm. using Spark on EMR in a on-prem cloud or a cluster leveraging Spark or um, in uh, Google with Cloud Dataflow, and you know we'll be able to support. We support Azure as well. So any environment, same logic, same metadata, same workflow. It's just completely pluggable. And as the world becomes com- more cloud centric, more hybrid, multi-cloud, this interoperability mm-hmm. is really key in terms of um, allowing organizations to you know have confidence that regardless of what happens on the computing side or on the downstream analytics side, that that um, we're able to plug in and, and be able to to get to future-proof their investments in Trifactor, which is really nice. I mean, I would also say I would be um, ashamed if I didn't mention the user experience and 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 how we leverage mach- machine learning um, to sort of guide users um, through the transformation process. I mean, one of the um, one of the light bulb um, that went off with me when I first saw the product was was the ability to simply interact with data through dragging, clicking um, on different elements of your data. And then those simple interactions with with elements of your data, whether it's the delimiter, whether it's a data quality issue, kick off all of these suggestions of, hey, do you want to delete this element? Do you want to drop this? Do you want to extract this? Do you want to split here? We prompt all of these suggestions based on simple interactions in the interface that users can then choose from and then you know, build their workflow through just clicking, interacting with data, which I think is a, is a huge differentiator. And to be able to get feedback and, and previews of how each of these transformations are um, impacting the data in, you know, in real time immediately. And so that's, you know, a huge difference from, from some of the other approaches to this problem. And if you even look at, um, you know, ETL processes um, where you have to sort of set up a whole process, run the job, and then view the results at the end of that, you're actually constantly validating every single step you're building in our interface through immediate feedback of how each transformation step would actually impact the data. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just to say kind of how that works, I mean, you can you can take a, you know, you've got a column of data and there's maybe sort of a, a few le- a few characters of it you want, there's a space there or something, or there's some kind of delimiter. You just kind of drag your mouse over that and just highlight the bit you want. And then you get a series of suggestions back saying, do you want to split on this column? Do you want to split it into these things here? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And particularly over things like date data types or anything really where you can see visually how you should split it, how you should work with it. But to actually code that as SQL, particularly when you're working with BigQuery, when you've got legacy, you've got standard SQL and the difference in the syntax there. I mean, it's just fantastic the way that that works, really. 
Yeah, I mean that that's that's definitely one of the unique aspects of that. And if you think, if you think about an efficiency gain from uh, the process in its own right, I mean you are constantly iterating, constantly iterating, and that fast iteration um, has been proven to be you know the key to efficiency. If you look at you know test driven development or any other approaches to whether it's building software or things of that nature, this constant iteration, constant testing, constant feedback loop has been you know proven to be both more efficient and also providing higher quality. And so we're providing this um, within the data wrangling space or within the data preparation space that um, allows users to move, move more quickly and have more accuracy in, in the, the work that they're doing. Okay, so so obviously you work in product marketing and, and, and one of the, I mean, as you know, one of the things is important about that is knowing what, I suppose, what what is your place in the room? What is your part, part of the market? And what, I suppose there's always a temptation to expand further and, and so on. And looking at, I suppose, the competition that's out there, you know, competitors to you have, um, I suppose, have broken out from that space to other things. You've, looked, you've got competitors that would, say, add analytics into it. So they might start with a data integration and, and preparation and then start to add analytics in. Is that something you guys have thought about or is there a reason why you stick with what you're doing at the moment? Yeah, so we've been pretty um, focused in just saying, hey, we're we're – the best of breed data wrangling product continue to be that. And we want to make sure that um, from not only a product strategy perspective, but also from a go to market strategy, we want to make sure that interoperability is key. So, um, you know, we have really tight integrations with, um, you know, the platforms we deploy on, whether that's uh, Cloudera, Hortonworks, uh, Amazon Web Services, Microsoft Azure, and obviously Google Cloud, or the downstream uh, analytics, machine learning, or, or visualization technologies that we would support, whether that's you know Tableau, Click, uh, a company like Data Robot, um, you know Domino Data, uh, and various others. And then also you see in the data cataloging space uh, a number of um, you know companies pop up that are gaining popularity. Companies like Alation, Waterline Data, Calibra, um, and so we want to play Switzerland. We want to interoperate with all those technologies and recognize as you know a, a growing but still relatively you know small company. We're about you know five years, six years old at this point. Um, you know, really maintaining our focus on on data wrangling, and 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 we see a huge market opportunity there. And we also see just you know, a lot of challenges that we are continually trying to, to take on and, and, um, and um, you know, build, build features for and build product for. And so that right now, um, you know, we get that, ask, that question asked a lot. Do you, do you eventually see yourself going into analytics or data cataloging? And, and right now we're, we're primarily focused on or exclusively focused on data wrangling. And, and I don't see that changing for quite some time. Yeah, I suppose data cataloging is interesting, isn't it? I mean, I think uh, you know, there are vendors out there, as you say, that are looking at this. And particularly, I suppose, with the work you've been doing around machine learning and trying to suggest potential wrangles and so on there. Um, yeah, what, what do you, what's your thoughts on how that market might evolve? And, and, and I suppose just to define this, really, to try and help users to, I suppose, infer the meaning of data and uh, catalogue it for them and so on. Is, is that an area that you think could be interesting for innovation in the future? Oh, absolutely. I think those um, the companies in that space are, are um, you know, are doing very well from what I understand and also um, are poised to grow even further. I think I think the... the um, the critical piece that we view is that data catalogs have to be independent. They have to plug into every um, platform and application, and they can't be tied to a single uh, 
process, let's say, like data wrangling. So, um, and the reason we believe that is you would create a silo of, in terms of a catalog. And if you have application-specific catalogs for every for every um, use of data, then you're just creating more and more silos and more and more data governance issues. So if you had, um, we believe that having a centralized data catalog that is not tied to visualization or, or data prep or data science, but it's exclusively focused on cataloging is critical. So we partnered with those um, vendors that are doing that because, you know, you have to make sure that if you have a data catalog, that has to be a centralized um, point of truth and it can't be just creating another silo. And, and but, you know, from the value of that from an end user's perspective, I mean, having, being able to pick up a data set and understand who else is using it, what's what does that data set have in it? What, where it's being used in different types of analysis and, you know, what is the trust score or, or how do you validate that this data is accurate? I think it's tremendously valuable and, and definitely see a huge need for that and, and increasing need for that as this space matures. Yeah, I guess the, the flip side of, of focus, though, is that you potentially become a feature of something else or you become considered a feature of something else. And you see, I suppose, for example, think, I think it's um, Tableau have added, added data wrangling features to their BI product, Oracle have as well. And wh- how do you how do you kind of position what you're doing compared to that? And, and what's your view on vendors that just add it as a feature into their product? Yeah, so, I mean, Tableau coming out with Maestro, their data prep product, um, we... we, we um, one, we find that incredibly validating. I mean, going to Tableau's conference, going to Tableau's conference, I think two years ago and seeing data wrangling everywhere. I, I mean, it, it was great. I, I was, I was, I, our team was just saying, this is awesome. They're free promotion promotion for us and, and validating that this is a need. So it was, it was great. And we're friends with the Tableau team. I mean, our, um, Pat Hanrahan, who is one of the founders of Tableau, was was is very tight with Jeff Hero, who is another Stanford, um, you know, guy, and, and and we're really close with that with the the executives and founding team at, at Tableau, and, and we'll continue to be. I think, um, you know, similar to the to the idea around um, data cataloging, uh, you know, we see diversity of inputs and diversity of outputs in wrangling, um, and a lot of our customers will have. Tableau downstream, but they'll also have Click. They'll also have MicroStrategy. They'll also have another BI tool. I mean, within single departments, you could have, you know, 10 different analytics or visualization tools that are being used downstream. And so, you know, our ability to, to um, once again, uh, be able to support diversity of inputs. So whether it's files, databases, um, you know, cloud storage, things like that, and also support diversity of outputs. Um, multiple downstream analytics or consumption um, applications is critical to us. So I think if you are tying your data prep process to a single application or downstream um, use, then um, it's very limiting. Also, um, you know, not what we're seeing as the uses of our technology. I think almost every customer we deal with is, is, is outputting the, the results of Trifacta into multiple different um, technologies or, or repositories and, and, you know, only supporting a select few or, or a select analytics application is, is not the use cases that we're seeing, um, you know, dominate the market at this point. So, so, you know, I suppose the only criticism I've got of, of, of cloud data prep is that it only connects to BigQuery and, uh, and, and, to, and to Google Cloud Storage. I mean, is that something that will, and obviously you can't talk about too much about roadmap and so on, but is that something that you envisage seeing maybe extending to things like, you know, to other, other parts of, of the Google kind of cloud? Or is it going to be a case that anything beyond that, you go to your main products, really? Yeah, I mean, so so one, um, we'd love for you to, to talk to us directly if you have um, <laughs> uses for Trade Back to outside of Google Cloud. Um, 
you know, we'd love to be able to start a conversation and, and, and figure out how we can help you. And, you know, we're, we're having conversations with Google now in terms of the future of that product, where it's going. Um, we are going to GA cloud data prep um, in the next few months and, and, and you know, discussing um, plans for that and also um, plans for the eventual features and, and um, that, that cloud data prep will have. So I can't share a ton there. Um, but what I, what I can't what I can't share is that hey if you're using cloud data prep enjoy it and have other data sources or use cases um, that you want to take on we'd love to have a conversation with you. So so what would be so just to be clear then the product's in beta at the moment isn't it so so it will be GA soon and everything we're saying now may or will change at some point and so on there and it's great it's great there's a public beta as well which is which is good. Um, so so if a customer now um, had say. Um, a system built in cloud data prep and they were launching to say transition to the full product from you i mean obviously it would mean porting bits and so on but how, how much work would be involved in that and is it conceptually is it quite similar is it a, a big task to do that really uh it's pretty it's pretty um easy actually i mean it's part of our architecture what's the 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 um uniqueness of that is that every workflow every um wrangling recipe you create within cloud data prep you can seamlessly run that in any other environment. So whether that's a on-prem environment, a different cloud-based environment, or in sort of your own, um, you know, trifecta hosted on Google Cloud, um, mm. you know, that, that can seamlessly plug in there. So that it's, it's, it's um, you know, not, not an invasive process by any means. It's simply just porting over all the workflows and, and metadata you've generated in that product in, into a, a different instance of it. Yeah, I mean, looking, looking, I mean, looking myself at some of the other products, it seems it's the same language between them. It's you just export the scripts and so on there. So it seems one of the easier migrations, I think, or, or upgrades that I've seen out there. So that looks quite good. I mean, just to kind of move on and, and, and looking at reading through the Trifacta website and blog, there's quite a good few, um, I suppose, thought leadership posts there and things about, I guess, you're thinking about and uh, maybe problems that your company's looking to solve in the future. And it'd be interesting to talk through a couple of those with you, just get your views on, I suppose, where the market's going, where you guys are going and, and you, you mentioned one of the posts you had was about data quality and data quality for new world data sources you know is this something that is becoming an issue now or become become more aware of and do you think i suppose the big data world has got away with it so far a little bit i mean what's your view on that yeah so um <clears throat> obviously as a data cleaning technology mm. um data quality is, is is really important to our customers and users and I think one of the use cases that um, shines through that quite a bit is is a use case we we have stumbled across that has been um, one that's been um, one of our more dominant ones, which is around compliance. So, um, mm. you know, global banks, banks in the U.S., banks in Europe that we have worked with, um, you know, have to submit data to different regulatory bodies to make sure that they are um, in compliant with government regulations, that they, you know, are able to do stress tests, that they have, you know, a certain amount of money um, set aside to be able to deal with, you know, different um, global events. Um, and the data that they have to submit to these regulatory bodies has to be completely accurate. And they also have to understand every single transformation or, or manipulation of in, input data that, you know, that they performed in the process to to then output uh, the, the the results that they're um, giving to these regulatory bodies. And if you're you know a head of the bank or if you're head of compliance at these banks, which the compliance groups of the banks have been growing significantly over the past few years, um, you, you want to make sure that you are very very confident that the data that you're submitting to these government agencies is accurate mm. and, and you have transparent lineage on that. So. Um, 
you know, I think in, in those use cases, um, data quality is incredibly important. And, mm. you know, I think even more broadly, I think if you have use cases around marketing or, or things like that, I think they wouldn't need the pixel perfect um, data that that resulted. They're more sort of optimizing for speed and speed of results. Um, but even then, you want to make sure that the data you're um, reporting against is actually accurate. And I think within organizations, um, a lot of people have lost confidence in terms of the data mm. that is being brought to them as the, you know, sort of, hey, this is the published analysis that we all validate. If you actually don't have visibility into how someone came up with those numbers, the different data sources that were um, mm. that were made that made up that analysis, then it's impossible to sort of get buy-in on that. So I think one of the unique um, elements of trifactor that we like to preach is that, you know, during a, in a workflow, you can see not only at a high level, all the different data sets that made up um, mm. the, the end analysis, but also every single transformation step that may have been applied to the data that ended up getting that result. And so if someone has, ever has questions around how you got to an analysis, you can simply show them a workflow and the different recipes that made that made that um, made up that workflow to, to sort of show them what you did. So I guess that's probably fairly topical with GDPR now. I mean, I think that's that's something where how data was 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 combined and calculated and 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 the algorithms involved in it and so on is particularly relevant at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, what is what's the date? May twenty fifth. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. it's, uh, we're so obsessed with Brexit over here that we've forgotten everything else that's going on. But it's uh, I think that's the that's the other date of Armageddon. I think for uh, for our financial services industry over here. Yeah, um, so, so we, we've um, obviously seen a lot of interest in leveraging our technology for mm. the GDPR type use cases. I think, um, you know, some of the things that um, I think are interesting that, you know, we have talked about internally is is how do you leverage Trifacta to get recommendations on what data might be sensitive within, um, mm. you know, a table or a file and then, you know, allow them to mask that data or remove that data from certain repositories or things like that. So, um it, it is something we have um, definitely had conversations around or are looking at and, um, you know, feel like there's a there's quite a few different opportunities for us there. Um, and um, but are also kind of being very careful with how we dive into that, because I know there's a lot of, um, yes. a, lot of a, a lot going on there and, and, and making sure that whatever, um, you know, offerings that we provide or solutions we provide are, are um, you know, are, are, you know, well thought out and also yes. hard. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned on, on your blog as well. You mentioned uh, metadata strategies and master data management, and and I guess that's that's an interesting topic to me because coming from the I suppose the old corporate ETL world, that that was very much top of the table. You, you'd, be t- you'd be talking about that in enterprise architecture meetings, but in the new world I work in, where it's all startups and so on, you know, getting anyone to, anyone to listen and talk about metadata is is hard, but it's actually important. And and where do you guys think that's important, and where do you think you might be able to contribute to that a little bit? Um, so it's funny, uh, people at, um, Trifact, a lot of them, um, were, um, ex-informatic employees and it's really oh, interesting right. to everyone's hear. There. Everyone's there, ex there, aren't they? Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting to hear their takes on, um, master data management and this, mm. you know, single source of the truth. Um, they're actually probably, um, have, um, a, a lot of, um, horror stories and, and are, mm. are less believers than you might think. Um, I th- at the same time, you know, I, I, metadata is obviously critical. You know, understanding the context for the different data you're, you're looking at is is incredibly important. And a lot of the, 
the work that is done in Trifecta is actually defining metadata. So if you have a raw JSON file mm. um, and you're having to define rows and columns out of that and what those rows and columns mean, um, a lot of the, the wrangling process is generating metadata related to, to different attributes within a data source. Um, so you know we do we have a lot of features within the product to allow them to recognize, hey, this is a time-based element, this is a geographic mm. element, this is, you know, different data types, um, and then, you know, the integration with data catalogs I talked about earlier, you can understand, mm. um, you know, business context for how that data is used or, um, you know, what what is the makeup of a single data set. So I, I think we're less concerned around having a single source of truth or master data management or, or you know, and, and having data dictionaries in that sense. Um, not really our focus, but making sure that um, users are able to define metadata related to their data and be able to publish that so that other users, other applications can can um, read that and understand that is really critical. Okay, excellent. Well, look, we're almost out of time now. So just where would anybody, where would people find out about cloud uh, data prep and also your products? Where on the web and, and, and material online and that sort of thing? Yeah, so for uh, Trifacta, um, you know, we have website, trifacta.com. We have a pretty... Um, big presence on uh, LinkedIn, on Twitter, so and, and I think Facebook too. So feel free to 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 um, you know join us and in, in those different uh, social media outlets, and you'll get the latest and greatest of what we're doing, and also interesting articles or, or, or blogs from you know different people within the organization that uh, you might find valuable. Uh, cloud data prep, um, <clears throat> we do talk about it on our website, but it's also on the Google Cloud website. I think it's what Cloud Data Prep um, or Google Cloud dataprep.com um so um yeah it's a once again public beta so you can go um sign up and, and use that product um if you're a google cloud customer and then if you're interested in using trifacta too we have we have a free downloadable desktop version of our product that can handle um up to 100 megabytes and that's um free for as long as you'd like so um there's no time-based limit you can you know go to trifacta.com download wrangler and, and get going in a, in a matter of minutes that's great. Well, Will, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been great to speak to you. Uh, have a nice day, the rest of the day, and, uh, and uh, yeah, it's been good to speak to you. Yeah, Mark, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.